we've already been used to so many things for so long. And then like that, everything changed mm. to this way um, you guys would talk to what we're listening to, what we're watching. And so, you know, if, you know, one week we're like listening to the radio, regular stuff that's on there. And then next week it's like, you know, Patrick Coffin. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I guess, you know, that's kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. And then, you know, it's like, um, you know, we're all watching Sports Center, and then it's like Mother Angelica. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready for that one either. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of PPK. I'm your co-host, the man on fire, John Sablon. The middle child, Kaoni. Mustache Meeks. Mustache Meeks. It's Mustache Meeks week. Well, boys, we are back for another episode. And normally when we jump into this, it's, we kind of talk about the inspiration. And it normally comes from one of you, too. There's something that's been on your heart. And in this case, this episode was something that uh, really kind of came to me um, in just my interactions with, with other listeners. Um, and I actually even did a poll of folks that would it be uh, fruitful would it be of interest to you to talk on, to talk about obedience, honoring specifically the fourth commandment, honoring your mother and your father? And obviously, you guys obeyed and were obedient because you said, "All right, we'll just we'll do this one for pops, right?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a good entryway into it all. Um, but I think it's the the goal of this episode is really to talk about it, definitely practically, from both perspectives. Um, bringing up even some of the things that people had some, some good questions about, you know, how do you honor parents that aren't honorable? You know, how do you, how do you as a parent, um, still parent in an honorable way when your child maybe isn't acting, uh, in, in the right ways, maybe rebellious. We just came off the episode of the false rebellion of the youth. Um, and you know, that, People may be going through that very moment themselves. And so I wanted to be able to use this as a discussion for us, an honest dialogue, as we always try to do, to kind of bring that point up. And, you know, I, I want to begin by just the very fact of going to Exodus 20, where we hear the list of the commandments, and it's the fourth commandment. So we know that the first three commandments, so we're going to kind of just dive into this and then get into it. But the first three commandments, if for those of you who should be familiar with the Ten Commandments, all have to do with God, right? So we have, you know, I am the Lord your God. You shall not have no other gods besides me. Um, you shall not take the name of the Lord God in vain. And then we have remember to keep the holy, the Lord's Day Sabbath, right? And then the first one that has to do with us and how we interact with one another is honor your father and your mother. So, you know, parents out there are probably like yeah this is biblical now the question for you boys is before we kind of get into it theologically an honest question would be is is that always easy to do no 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 that was pretty that was pretty pretty quick why, why so quick Keone? i mean just being obedient to anything in general is hard mm -hmm. uh, especially when it's um someone you're close to like any family, whenever uh, you're with someone a lot, things start to annoy you. And um, I think just just depends on, on what's going on. If I have my own stuff I'm dealing with, my own frustration, stress, or uh, like we talked about, the rebellious nature of 
uh, where I'm at or wherever, it could be just more difficult to listen or um, if, yeah, there's, there can be so much that's going on where I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't really want to obey. Or I don't feel like listening or um, why do I have to do it now at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. What about you, Meeks? You got a, you had a quick no too. Well, it's usually because I think parents tell you to do things you don't want to do. That's the whole idea of like you telling them, you're not telling me to do something I want to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're not like, hey, go ahead, come on, have that, have that cake or something like that. It's usually just like, you know, a chore, you do this or that. So obviously it's not going to be always easy to do it because most of your, uh, I don't want to say like commands, but most of your, a lot of your dialogue or I guess in that way of obedience is going to be towards things that you don't necessarily want to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let's, let's get into it because, I mean, as a parent, I'm also a child, right? And I was a, for those who do know my story, know that I was, I'm not raised in the best situation, but I was always, I was also pretty rebellious as well. And yeah, I would agree with you guys, hands down. It's not easy to listen to your parents, especially when you disagree with them, especially when um, maybe they're not acting in the way that you would, you think they should be. Um, but I think this is a good, this is going to be a good conversation. We hope that people can walk away from understanding it. So let's, I want to break it, break it open. Um, First and foremost, so people can understand it, you know, I'm your, obviously I'm your guys' dad, so you're my two sons, and family is a big deal today. We think about where we are in our world today, just being, we're quarantined, right? So um, we're getting upfront and personal with one another in a way that we've never had to before. When you're sheltered in place, when you're you're prevented from going out and people having to, to work from home, going to school from home, now you're in each other's space. And we've been talking about that. And so I think there's things that are highlighted now in the family structure and the family environment and dynamics that may not have been there before because it was um, it, it, it was somehow um, you just kind of dealt with it because in the day to day grind, you're not in each other's space all the time. So the family in and of itself, we know um, through Aristotle and through St. Thomas Aquinas that. It's a fundamental cell of society. So there's an intrinsic tie to the well-being of society if the family is is in control and in a good place. Um, again, the fourth commandment comes as the first commandment to us after God. And so let's, I want to at least break open just a little bit. This is a practical conversation, but at least break open to the catechism because I think Parents might be very interested in this conversation, like, yeah, let's talk about it. And kids as well, like, okay, what do, you, what do I have to learn from this? But in the Catechism, paragraph 2197, specifically, it talks about uh, the fourth commandment, honor thy father and thy uh, mother. And it says, we are obliged to honor and respect all those whom God, for our good, has vested with his authority. Obliged. So that means there's no option there. You're obligated to actually sh- honor and respect really anybody that God places over us in authority. Now, there's a key phrase in there, for our good. And um, one of the things there, uh, people may be like, well, what if it's not for my good? What if, you know, doing George is not for my good? Whatever, maybe maybe make that argument. But the first and f- first point in the catechism is, and this is for our good, that we're, on, we're, we're obliged to be able to do that. And I think in a lot of people's minds, I know my, my first thought was like, you don't get to choose your family. Unfortunately, you don't get to choose who your parents are. You're just born. They gave you life. And that's part of the reason why there's there's due honor and respect for them, because they gave you a gift that you can't really pay back. Right. No matter what conflict I may have with my mother and my father um, and people do know I have issued father wounds in particular, but they still gave me life. I, I can't. They co-created me right, with God. There's no way I can pay that back. No amount of money because I can't return life. Right. Other than 
showing them honor and respect. And we're going to talk about how to do that when your parents aren't honorable uh, in a little bit. But it also speaks to the Catechism, paragraph 2214, the divine fatherhood is the source of human fatherhood. This is the foundation of honor owed to parents. The respect of children, whether minors or adults, for their father and mother is nourished by the natural affection born of the bond uniting them. It is required by God's commandment. So let me summarize that. That I actually get my fatherhood by God the Father. God chose to take the name Father, right, for reason. And so parenthood comes from that very divine source. So first and foremost, parents should understand that our parenting should image and reflect that of God himself. Now, have we always done that? No. Yeah, exactly. Right? So first and foremost, we don't take that, that as, as parents. We don't take that very seriously. We don't, maybe don't understand but that's what we're supposed to be doing for our kids is that we're supposed to actually image God's divine. We think about this. We're recording this on Divine Mercy Sunday. God's divine mercy. If we show mercy, our kids get to experience some level of God's mercy. If we show love and we show patience and kindness and care and protection, then our children will be able to, to, to be able to experience that to some degree. Um, but I wanted to bring that up because I think that's the first and foremost is that Parents don't even really understand that we image the Heavenly Father. Because this is actually under, this is under the part in the catechism that speaks about the duties of children. So it's saying you know, that you as children should honor your, you, you should owe us respect by the very fact that we get our parenthood, my fatherhood from God the Father. And it calls for respect for parents, what they call filial piety. It derives from that gratitude towards those who essentially gave you life like we just talked about now it says remember that through your parents you were born what you can give back to them equals their gift what could you give back to them that equals their gift to you really nothing other than honoring and respecting them okay so that's the duties of kids it's like y'all supposed to respect your parents honor your parents now every parent probably is doing backflips right like yeah let's do it now here's the part that i think is a struggle so for parents here's what the catechism write this down Paragraph 2222, parents must regard their children as children of God and respect them as human persons. This is where most of us fail. You are God's children first and entrusted to me gifts that I'll give back and your human persons, all created in the image and likeness of God, all created with a certain level of dignity and respect that is sourced from God. And I think this is where we fail as, as family members. And so for the parents out there going, yeah, my kids never listen to me. Well, first and foremost, are you treating them as children of God? Are you treating them as human persons? Showing them the due reverence that you're called to do. And I could say even personally that I haven't always, I'm, I'm imperfect, right? Like I'm imperfect as, as a father, but that's been a struggle, right? It's to, to just be able to uh, see you as, or in the past, I, I definitely see it now. See you as children of God and then respect you as human persons. Because what is it? What has been those cases, right? Do it because I told you to do it. Do as I say so. Um, and we just kind of uh, willed our authority over you. So what are the, th the things? So you kind of talked a little bit about it. So I want to kind of open it up um, into more dialogue where what what has that been like in the most difficult times where you found it difficult to obey your, your mom or I? You think about the peers that are listening out there. What, is, what has that been like for you? Where, and what, what can you offer as, man, this is what I had to work through in my own. Maybe you're still struggling with it to some degree, right? Um, 
can you offer for our, our listeners out there? Uh, well, I think the, I guess the hardest point for me um, in, I guess, in our relationship was probably, was probably middle school for me because that was when you, well, you mostly had the big reversion. Mm-hmm. And obviously mom's always been um, you know, really, really, really about it. And then you became really, really about it. And then it was just weird for me and Keone and Bria because I'm already in middle school. Keone's already in high school. Bria's already in college. Mm-hmm. And so we've already been used to so many things for so long. And then like that, everything changed mm. to this way um, you guys would talk to what we're listening to, what we're watching. And so, you know, you know, one week we're like listening to the radio, regular stuff that's on there. And then next week it's like, you know, Patrick Coffin. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I guess, you know, that's kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. And then, you know, it's like, um, you know, we're all watching Sports Center, and then it's like Mother Angelica. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready for that one either. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like all these changes that would kind of were happening, and then we weren't ready for it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'm like 11, 12 years old, so I don't know if anyone would really be ready for that. Mm-hmm. And obviously they had been so used to who you guys were before. And so now it's just like, almost you know almost new people is really what it was and that you know it's obviously mostly for the good but we saw it was just like okay we don't really know what's going on with mom and dad right now they're kind of like they keep saying the evil one i'm not really sure what that's supposed to mean like like you know just the way like this the lingo was just like kind of off for us mm-hmm. and so but this is obviously a good thing because a lot of people are going to have it the opposite way where we've been to you know we had confirmation with a lot of kids and a lot of kids were my friends and you know they had really i guess hear the truth and want to learn more about it and want to grow in their faith but then they had the dilemma of well my parents won't even take me to mass or they're not going so what am i supposed to do mm-hmm. so i'd obviously much rather be in our situation where it was like well you guys are starting to practice your faith even though it's a little bit weird for us and something that uh we had to adjust to yeah i i guess, I guess i'm just saying is that i guess we're more thankful to be in that position than to be in the position where we're trying to be in our faith and our parents aren't mm-hmm. but i'd say that's probably the most difficult time because you know, we weren't ready for that, but you guys were, and you guys saw something that we didn't see yet because you're obviously older and, and more wise in that aspect. And so we just kind of saw, I was like, uh, okay, like, I guess I'll, you know, start doing all these random things more, more often. And like, we kind of saw it as a good already, but then it was kind of hard to continue and push our faith and kind of go um, above and beyond what we were doing because we're used to something for so long. But at the same time, I think we struggled because we, we weren't like completely sure where you guys were like, okay, like, you know, where were our parents that were the regular parents we just had like, you know, two weeks ago, like who are these people that we were now uh, under? And just, it was just like, just a super weird dynamic to happen. And like, obviously I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. But during that time, it was just like, <laughs> uh, okay. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Keone. I mean, just going off that, it was hard for me too. Just the abruptness of the change that are just it like zero to hundred, like in a, in the real sense of just kind of we kind of everything was more of a routine beforehand. Like we just go to mass, do our thing, but then everything became very um, immersed, I guess, in our daily lives. Um, this the the faith was just in everything, and it was just like. Nico and I like, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. And then we were expected to participate in that, obviously. Um, and it was just like, no, 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 no. We weren't even prepared. Like, what is this? Is this even real? Like, are you guys even 
what is going on right now? Mm-hmm. And so that was difficult. But I think for me, the hardest time um, was just before the reversion. Mm-hmm. Um, and or the re- reversion for you, for those who know your story, or those don't. Um, just you and I butting heads a lot. Mm-hmm. And our personalities are very similar in that um, we can be really prideful. We can butt heads. We can want to be right. We can get angry quickly. Mm-hmm. And I just... Um, I just remember being very difficult because um, I'm over here having to be obedient to you um, and stop doing the things that I was seeing in you as we're butting heads, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I, you know, watch your mouth or um, you need to cool it, you know, that type of mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, you're not watching your mouth or cooling it, you know? And it becomes, as you get older, like we talked about in the false rebellion of the youth, this whole like i'm standing up like this is my rules this is my identity mm-hmm. and then we talk about like you said earlier the do as i say not as i do type of thing and um i think we see this in a lot of of youth this whole like screw the parents like you know they don't they don't mean anything they don't really do anything for me so what do they become they become worse typically mm-hmm. worse than the parents or they just repeat the cycle mm-hmm. and so i think that was a hard time for me um because it was just a matter of like um, just constant butting heads and then just kind of making our own weaknesses worse. So my pride makes you worse and your pride made we worse and it just escalated and escalated. Totally. And then once the reversion happened, it was like, I'd been so inclined to butt heads with you, but you wouldn't. And I was like, what is this? You know, I'm not used to this. Like, who are you? You know? Um, and so that was a difficult pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so I think I think that was a really challenging point to where, okay, Pops is, you know, the leader of the household. He's making these changes. What are you all going to do about it now? You can either accept it and let it transform your family, or you can rebel and probably you're going to be the only one that's left unhappy. You know, and so that was that was a difficult uh, point, like Meeks was saying, to just really to be obedient, to really make that change, to accept the changes that you're seeing in your parents and to let it transform the family. Well, if I could add too, because um, during that time of just that, just that weird time, like middle school area, it was like when me, Keone, and Bria like really got closest. Especially me and Bria because we're eight years apart. So I don't know how you could be that close with your eight year old. I mean, eight year older sister because she's always going through like crazy teenage phase, and you're just like trying to play NFL Street, you know, and <laughs> in peace. <laughs> and she's yelling at you. Okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, not the point. Um, but it was hard because you guys were going through a transformation together and there was a certain expectation for us to go through a transformation. And we were like, well, I didn't really sign up for the transformation. <laughs> so, and it was just like, cause I just remember a specific time where, you know, I'm in, I'm in high school. I think it's my, like my junior year and I'm like a month into school. You know, I've always been like super hardworking, right? So I'm like taking all these like five AP classes. I'm playing basketball on my own throughout the whole year, trying to get ready for the season and all this stuff. And then I remember you, you, it was like a month in and then you're like, you know, you're making all this time for other stuff, but you haven't been confession in a few months and kind of just getting on me. I'm just like, I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, like, gosh, this guy get off my back or what? (laughs) Cause like, I'm sitting like, I'm, you know, I didn't do anything. And I saw like in my head, I'm thinking like, dude, if I had like myself as a son, cause you know, I'm not going out. I'm I'm literally, all I care about is basketball and getting my work done. Like I'm not even hanging out with people that much. I'm just like, dude, that's what we're worried about. I'm just like. And I'm not like, I was never one to really fight with you guys. So I'm just like, okay, I'll go Friday or whatever it is. But like those times were hard because there's a certain expectation of like, you know, why aren't you doing more? Which I understand that's what parents are supposed to do. 
But at the same time, I'm like, well, okay, you signed up for this. Okay? I didn't, I, I didn't ask for all this. You know what I mean? So that was, that was hard too. Cause especially in high school, cause then they were all out of the house. So it was like, oh, we just transformed and look who's home. <laughs> just Miko. So then I'm like, oh, sweet. Okay. So now I have to be doing daily holy hours because everyone else is out <laughs> kind of thing. Like that kind of stuff. That was kind of tough because all attention was focused on me mm-hmm. in a different way it had ever been focused on. Because we basically each kind of got different variations of you guys as you guys got older and did different things and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was just, you know, weird vibes sometimes. But <laughs> other than that. So, so that's a good point because I think a lot of people, I, I get a lot of comments, especially because th- this is kind of unique, right? The fact that we have a father and, and son's podcast talk. So f- that in itself, but then talking about the faith. And so I get a lot of people and the fact that you're both adults, right? All the key, all three of you um, are adults and you're all practicing your faith and you're about your faith. And not only just that, but you actually want to spread the faith. I mean, we're on a podcast called Priest Prophet King and it was, it was concepts that you two, you know, that came up with and, and I'm allowed to just kind of write along. So I'm like, I'm in, Cloud nine, right? I'm chilling like, yeah, my boys, you my da- my daughter, you know, all of your loved ones, your fiance. I mean, like life is going great for mom and I now. But a lot of people will see it and be like, oh, you guys got this perfect family. You're super blessed. And they don't even know that journey. And I think that was part of the reason it came to my heart to be like, no, it's not. We even today, we struggle with one another. Why? Because we're imperfect. We're sinful creatures. Um, we're prideful. We got our own little, you know, uh, unique personalities. And we can wear on each other because we're the most vulnerable with one another. So we can just find each other's hot button real quick. Mm-hmm. And I just think people on the outside, social media does that, right? So they see us and they're like, oh, look at this family. They're always happy. They're praying together. They're, you know, they got a chapel and all this other stuff. But they don't know that journey. Yeah. They don't know that you struggled and p- perhaps continue to struggle. It, maybe that struggle is just a little bit different or at least a little easier to get through now. And we see the good like we've work pretty diligently as a family through all of this to to command our flesh and know that we can deny ourselves and our sinfulness and our selfishness and our pride for the greater good knowing that we're all trying to grow in holiness we're all trying to get to heaven and i think this is great that it came out i wasn't expecting that to come out um i'm glad it did because that's a good point is that so for the parents i get a lot of parents right okay I'm, you know, John, I'm buying what you're selling. I'm picking up what you're laying down. I'm, I have this conversion. You convicted me in my heart. And my kids are high schoolers now. What do I do? And the first thing is like, I don't want to go through that change. I'll just go through the transformation. And I don't know how to do it. They're pushing back. They're rebelling against me. They're saying, what the heck? Who are you? Everything you guys just said. And I'm always telling people, do it anyway. Right? Understand where they are. But you have to do it. You have to sit down and humble ourselves. And I mean, you used the perfect example, right? The 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 transformation of us butting heads because of our personalities and because obviously we weren't approaching things the right way. Mm-hmm. And to oh well, dad's not going to engage, right? Or going to try not not to engage. I wasn't yeah. perfect at it. Yeah. That changes the dynamics. Do you really see a change in me or mom? Mm-hmm. Do we really see a change? And we think about when we first talked about. Um, belief in god and all of that right like it was the first episode that we had is well does god really command your life and that was the real thing for me okay okay pops is oh pops is having a reversion moment right to come to jesus moment oh now we're all about jesus and our catholic faith and now i'm expected to obey you and we're all of a sudden going through this massive transformation and i gotta listen to you and i don't i don't buy it Mm -hmm. is this just is this just trend 
it's just a phase and now I got to just go along with it because I still live in your house. And I, I think it's just beautiful to be able to talk about this because a lot of parents out there struggle. They may have that that um, conversion moment through one of our podcasts, that conversion moment through one of our uh, World of Blaze events, through one of the conferences, through one of the retreats that we're at. And then they're like, well, what do I do next? How do I do this? And I think uh, all three of you in particular, so shout out to Bree, um, you know, are a, a living testimony to like, look, we weren't perfect. You know, we my parents went through a transformation and it was hard and tough and difficult and annoying and irritating. And we struggle with it, but we're better now as a family because of it. So I want to encourage the parents out there like, yeah, OK, do it. But understand where your kids are, because, of course, we didn't see it as zero to 100. Mm-hmm. We just thought, hey, this is a good thing. It's the right thing to do. And honestly, it's difficult, right? It's awkward for all of us. It's awkward to say, yeah, we're going to start watching EWTN, the little old lady, you know, Mother Angelica on TV. <laughs> you know, we're going to start to do, you know, uh, pray the the rosary, the family rosary on Sundays, even when my kids are. Act- so that's the other part of it, too, I want to talk about is. At th- so realizing their struggles and then now that boils up to now there's attitude, mm-hmm. right? There's attitude. And. Honestly, we had to say, okay, well, what's my natural tendency? Coming from violence and craziness, I, I, my temptation to anger is boom, fast, mm-hmm. right? Quick, right? And I, I fight fire with fire, and that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be the chief servant in my home. And that was never a good thing with all of you all because we're all pretty obstinate, right? You guys get a double dose of me and mom from just being some stubborn mules. So how do we, and it's just, we just do this. And that's not what it is. And so I think one of the things is, you know, parents aren't to provoke, right? So we think about it from scripture, right? That, you know, father, fathers are not to provoke your children to anger, right? But bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. Like that's what we hear in Ephesians 6, right? Is that so changing that to say, no, we need to instruct and discipline you. Like here's why we're doing it, you know? So being able to humble myself before you and say, yeah, I failed you as a father. I haven't been the best father, but guess what? I'm going to spend every day making it right. And we haven't been a very faithful home, but we need to start coming to God. And that's, you know, just having those discussions and dialogue. And then this is the fruit of that labor, right? But if you take it back to your middle school years, it don't feel like it. You take it back to your high school years, it doesn't feel like it. But now looking back, as you know, you guys are adults, it's like, okay, well, this is the tilling of the soil. But I think for us as parents, fathers in particular, is it's not sitting there wagging our finger and poking our kids in their chest. It's not sitting there speaking down to my wife. It's actually we're not to provoke to anger and understanding the difference between provoking to anger versus instructing and disciplining. Right. We can have healthy conversations. We have we have them on a variety of basis where we say, hey, I need you guys to help out. Right. I need you guys to help out in the house and I can still respect you as a child of God and respect you as a human being. Even if you don't like the way it came across, you respect me as a father, as a child of God, and vice versa, right? So all of those things. But um, what can you offer to your, to your fellow peers that struggle with their parents, maybe not in the same situation, maybe in a situation that there aren't honorable in ways? If you think back to, and just use me as an example, perhaps, right, where, where you didn't, you weren't feeling me, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think just to touch on uh, what you were just speaking of, I, I think of my work in the mental health realm. And like when we talk about family 
therapy and working with families and helping the kids and the parents and interact well. We think of family systems. Mm-hmm. And whenever there's a change in one member of the family, it impacts the system, the way that the family was running. And, the, and most of the time, the other family members are usually not too fond of it because it requires a change in each member because they are also a part of the system. Mm. And so and I think of the change that you underwent, now the rest of the system has to change. Like Miko saying, I didn't sign up for this, but you're the head of the system. And so I think it was a matter of we're pushing it back, trying to pull back into the original system. Like, no, 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 no. this is how we've been running things for 15 years and for 11 years for Meeks. And we're like, no, 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 this is how it's done. This is our system. And you were breaking it and forming a new, better system, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, 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 this is what we're used to. And that's where you said, like, do it anyway. Because over time, everyone has to adapt. And then the new system forms and becomes solidified. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that. It's mm-hmm. a great point. Yeah. Um, I, would, I, I don't really want to give advice for other situations other than my own because I can't mm-hmm. really. And so I guess if anyone who's in the, I don't, I kind of doubt it if you're in the same situation that we were where your parents are going through it, but you're somehow watching this video, <laughs> which doesn't really seem likely because we, we wouldn't be watching this video when <laughs> I, in that phase. But if you are, I think it's important. Um, like, you know, I was like 14 going to a, like a men's retreat. You'd make me go where everyone's like 65 and older besides the one kid who's going to be a priest like next year or something. And, and it's just important to like, take the truth that you can from it because at the end of the day there's like truth to be spoken there so although i was like super pissed i'm spending eight hours of my day on 14 like you know at that men's retreat <laughs> those kind of guys uh <laughs> there's always i mean you're pushing you're pushing us to do good things you know what i mean so at the end of the day like although i didn't like half the or like 75 percent of the things that i had to do um in high school or middle school it's still I still had to listen at some certain point, even though I could be distracted for as long as I wanted to. I'm, you're still going to listen at a certain point, and you're going to hear truth, and that's going to just convict you even more. Because it's like it's not like we had this crazy relationship. Like you got, you were my confirmation teacher. Mom was a catechism teacher, so I obviously had. I did believe these things were true. I just wasn't ready for what you guys were ready for at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, so I guess it's just like. I don't know, try to get, you're going to have to get something out of it at least in a certain sense or like make it outside of you guys to where like, okay, let me at least do this for, for God. You know what I mean? Like when you guys ask me to clean the table, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'll clean the table for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it for these guys over here <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I guess you could take that with, with uh, if your parents aren't about it and you are, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to respect them regardless. And it's really on both ways. It's on you. To, you know, we if we wanted to say, I'll go through the motions, then as soon as I graduate, I'm out of here, I'm not doing any of that, then you could do that. And if you say, you know what, I want to be true to my faith and, and true to God, and even though my parents are living it out, I'm still going to be that person, then you do the same thing. And so I think there's two routes you can go with. Um, you know, I went to like, <laughs> I was going like this through both of those routes through all high school. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think it's important to know that like, I didn't apply to Franciscan, they applied to Franciscan. And that was the last place I would go to. And every one of my friends knew it was the last place I was going to go to. And then when Keone went, I was like, oh, he sold, dude. Like, this guy just sold out. <laughs> what is he doing? And because, I mean, part of it was, like we always talk about, I didn't see, like, a lot of people I related to in the faith. And I thought, like, if you get at that point, you're just phony. You're a weirdo. Like, not like me. 
And then with you guys, it was just like, okay, well, I still am not really sure who they are at this point because it's just been a lot of weirdness for a lot of years. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just like, I'm not going to Franciscan because it represents something that I don't think I represent. But at the end of the day, God always wins. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have that game. But at the end of the day, like I'm just, I guess my point is it's, it's on you. So I had to make that decision to go to Franciscan, and I did. Mm-hmm. Over Cal Berkeley, just want to say that out there. Yep. <laughs> and so you make that decision regardless if, it, if your parents aren't with it. Like a lot of our um, my confirmation, I don't know how to say it, confirmation people with me, mm-hmm. whatever, confirmandi or whatever it's called, uh, those people, they had to make, they, none of them really made the decision to go against their parents in the way of like, you know what, why am I going to church regardless? Mm-hmm. But then they, they still have to make the decision, and you're going to be held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's my advice. That's great. I'll piggyback off that. It's just, I agree. It's it's the idea that it's your faith regardless. At the end of the day, you're going to have to face God and say, what did you do? And you're like, well, look at my parents. Like, what did you do? You know, and that's something to keep in mind. And that was something for me um, when I'm, I can fight you for the rest of my life and have a good reason for it probably. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what did you do? Did you show mercy to your parents or love or respect? When you were called to, regardless of what you're going through, you're still called to be um, a pillar of virtue, right? And so like Meeks was saying, when we were told to do the rosary or do something, I didn't want to do it. Why? I mean, like I said in the, in the False Rebellion Youth, I didn't want to, but just because you said, let's play the rosary, <laughs> there's nothing wrong. If you would ask me, is the rosary good? I'm like, yeah, the rosary is good. But what did I say? Like Meeks was saying, Lord, I'm going to try to pray the rosary for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it because my parents told me to do it. And I think that's a good mentality just to begin with, mm-hmm. to just be, get obedience to God first. And when you have your obedience to God in order, then you start to respect your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, something that keeps coming to my head that um, was really powerful for me and I think can help any of the youth going through that tension with parents is um, what Father Josh said in his homily today. And everyone is in their own journey to sanctification. Everyone is in their own journey to become a saint. And if the gift that you're seeking is meant for your sanctification to make you a saint, it will happen. God will place it in your life. If it was, if it was there, if it was possible to make you a saint, if it is not necessary for you to become a saint for that to happen, it won't happen. And I think that's, it's really helpful for this, this sense of control or like, why are my parents doing this? Right. Or my parents aren't about it. I'm trying to be about it. And it's like, okay, be about it then. And if they're, if they're, if your sanctification is based on them converting, then they will be converted. But if you can be a saint without it, then you, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just a reminder that whatever struggle with your parents you're having, whether it's they're too on fire and you're like, wait a second, or they're not on fire enough and you're like, come on. Mm-hmm. I, if I think it's just a good reminder to to really contemplate the idea that God gives us sufficient grace to become a saint. And if the gift that you're asking is necessary for you to become a saint, then God will place it in your life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I want to at least speak to my perspective on how do you honor parents that aren't necessarily honorable? Um, I mean, I used to be one of them. So um, I think I'm speaking from, good, from a good place and I, and I dealt with some challenges in my own life. And I would say for for all of us out there, because there's I think there's youth and adults alike that struggle with this is first and foremost, never stop praying for them. Like those are your parents. And this goes this goes to family members, siblings, uh, aunts, uncles, friends, your close friends that maybe fell off. 
if you love them as you say you do, never stop praying for them. Um, that's definitely how you honor your parents. And that can be a huge struggle. The other thing is never talk ill about them. Right? Difficult thing. You may be pissed at your parents. I have huge issues, but we shouldn't be talking ill about them. Right? Because they're God's children first. Before they were parents, they were God's. And I think, how can you honor and respect your parents? Don't talk ill about them. Even when you feel justified, you know? I mean, you have your close-knit friends and, and, and family members. Um, that's going to be a tough one. I know I struggle with that. I was just sh sharing that with your moms in the chapel last night. You know, one of the things that ails my heart is, is family, you know? Um, but I think you can talk about your issues and your challenges in a way that's still reverent to them as people. Right. The same way I would want you guys to talk, just how you spoke about my transformation. You didn't throw darts at me. You know, I went through some tough stuff and, and you loved me through it and you prayed through it, even though it cost you some discomfort and frustration and so on and so forth. So never stop praying for your parents or your family members. Just fill in the blank of where that is. Don't talk Ill, Ill, Ill about them, gossiping about them and, 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 you know, detracting against them. They're still children of God, first and foremost. And at the same time, I think um, and you guys know this, I would hope, but I think for everybody out there is we're not called to honor our parents in all cases in the sense of if they're leading us to sin. Right. If I'm leading you away from virtue and leading you away from I said, you know, you don't got to go to mass on Sunday. What do you, if I told you that just all of a sudden I reverted back? Hey, I'm going to go back to that family system before y'all don't got to go mass on Sunday. What would you tell me? I mean, you probably be like, who the, what the, right? Mm -hmm. the, we need to get you exercised. Mm -hmm. But would you go to mass? Mm -hmm. Of course you would. So it, I think those are the things too is under, set those boundaries. That if your parents are out there and there's parents that are out there that are leading you to sin, they're going to have to answer God for that. But you, in your own right, aren't mm -hmm. bound to that fourth commandment when they're leading you away from God. And I think that's a key thing is there's if I was to say the three things is don't listen to your parents when it comes to dishonoring God, because God is greater than them. Um, pray for them, fast for them. Um, and then also uh, don't speak ill of them. And I guess the fourth thing would be is model the behavior. You want your parents or anybody else to be patient. Are you patient with them? You just said it, Keanu. Are you merciful to them? Even when they're undeserving of mercy. Right. Because we're, we're in the end, when I go up and I meet Jesus Christ at the end of my life, I don't get to point at anybody else. I don't get to point at my wife, my kids, my boss, my dad, my mom, my brothers. I don't get to point at any of my sister, aunts, uncles. It doesn't matter. I don't get to point at them. He's going to say, what about you, John? And I think for those of us out there that may be struggling with this topic um, in the family dynamics, especially during this unsettling times, these are things that we can do, but I would say hopefully you can take this to heart. Um, and you know, obviously this is probably a little bit deeper of a, of a conversation than we probably thought it would be. Um, but I think it was definitely Holy Spirit led. And again, this is something um, the one thing I wanted to leave with because we're just rolling off of the Easter octave. We just celebrated right the greatest time for us when we're still in the Lenten season. But I, I recall, of course, when Jesus was condemned to be crucified when he was up there with Pontius Pilate, right? And it was um, all the, the, the Pharisees and the scribes were asking for him to be crucified. And Pilate was asking, <clears throat> you know, we look at sacred scripture in John, um, and they wanted him crucified. And Pilate asked Jesus, you know, uh, where are you from? And Jesus wouldn't give him an answer. And Pilate says, 
Will you not speak to me? Do you not know I have the power to release you and the power to crucify you? Right? And what did Jesus say to him? He said, you would have no power over me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me to you has the greater sin. So when we think about that in the context of our, of our parents or our family members, where we think, you know, somebody wielding over their power, right? Ruling with an iron fist, making your life difficult, and you're just trying to do right by God. Remember that they wouldn't have any power that wasn't given to them by God. And in the end, their sin is greater if they're leading you away from God. So we just want to leave you with that. And hopefully this is something that you can think about and we can um, definitely ask for your feedback and other the other uh, topics that you may be of interest to you. And uh, uh, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And uh, until then, the next time, get holy or die trying. God's peace. <laughs>